Well, it's been a difficult year for everybody, but finally, the last show for Match and Boxing in the UK in 2020 is upon us. Anthony Joshua back in action for over a year defending his unified world heavyweight titles against former European uh, uh, title holder Kubrat Pulev live on the zone in the UK uh, and Ireland and of course uh, big pardon Sky Sports in the UK and Ireland the zone across the rest of the world Darren good to see you mate, oh, um, mate. the final show <laughs> we've got here at last we've done some nights in uh, some hotels haven't we oh we have we have yeah but I tell what it's been brilliant considering what's been going on this year uh, to be able to watch live boxing be amongst we've met some brilliant people haven't we yeah. you know it's been it's been brilliant it really has yeah we've had uh, we've had a good time it's been 12 I've weeks i think up, since I? the yeah just a little bit i've got you back a few <laughs> times as well mate we've had some good fun um uh, yesterday was fun um a little bit of uh, carnage to our right and to our left yes. as well and um, what did you make of, of all of that from from kubrat pulev what do you make of his behavior well i just think he's someone that's extremely up for it uh, i don't I don't think it's a, a wise move, if I'm honest, to, to get under AJ's skin like that. And I think it was purely down to the fact that AJ felt he was being disrespected. You know, he wasn't showing the respects he feels he deserves. And uh, he was annoyed. And to be honest, I think it's, like I say, probably the wrong thing to do. I think when we've seen AJ like that before against Dillian White, he gets the job done in good fashion. Mm. Against Ruiz, for example, the first time, Ruiz went in there very... I mean, I can't do the, the go on, do I'm the impression. Do the impression. Come on, I've teed you up here. No, just carry on. <laughs> well, he was. Uh, I don't want to get beaten up. He? he was soft, and it was almost like a full sense of yeah. security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then AJ come out a little, you know, timid, flat, and he was beaten. But I think Pulev to do that against AJ probably not the wisest move. Mm. Um, I think we've got some footage of the SSE Wembley just being put together. We're uh, two or three hours away now from. Uh, fight night, those thousand lucky fans. Talk about the golden ticket, Darren. Eh? Yeah, I mean, it's a great venue. I was very lucky to box here one, once upon a time, probably the biggest night that the arena's ever seen. It's a great, you know, it really is a good venue and um, it will go off tonight. I know there's a only a thousand in there, but it's great to have a thousand back and they'll make They'll make themselves hurt, that's for sure. They certainly will. There have been a couple of changes to the card over the last week or so. Let's have a look at the final state of play coverage. Starts 5.15 uh, on Facebook. Kez Ashfat looking to bounce back against Ashley Lane. Then 7-0 Albanian welterweight Florian Marku fights 2-0 Jamie Stewart on our first fight of the live broadcast. Marku's coach Don Charles will join us shortly. Then Kieran Conway and McCauley McGowan do battle over 10 rounds. Uh, first of three heavyweight tussles then follows. Martin McCauley and Sergei Kuzmin will fight for the WBC heavyweight international title. Big lads then continue with Huey Fury and Marius Vac. Then, of course, Lawrence Cody's date with the WBO title, which is now on hold. Uh, he has to get through unbeaten Nikodem Yazeski in our chief support. And then, of course, if you needed any reminder, Anthony Joshua and Kubrat Pulev get it on three years after they were first due to do battle in Cardiff. Uh, AJ's first time back in London for over two years since he boxed Alexander Povetkin just a stone's throw away in the national stadium. IBF, WBA, WBO and IBO titles on the line tonight and a man who joins us who knows a thing or two about defending world titles the former WBO cruiserweight world champion Johnny Nelson Hello, Dan was talking about a thousand people being over and I'm thinking that was a good crowd for me <laughs> yeah. and that was at the height of my career <laughs> yeah, <was> banged out. <laughs> I thought, that's me done tickets on <laughs> you, you fought um, there in 97 so mm. there was a, a young Danny Williams Dean Francis that's right Takaloo's debut that's right Takaloo, uh, and of course Naz Jesus you, yeah. Yeah. you know more than I do the Anorak the Anorak <laughs> Um, what, what's your memory of, of this venue? Good venue to fight? Great venue, great yeah. venue. It's, uh, listen, I've only boxed in one stadium 
which is across the road, uh, and that was in Thailand. But the rest of the time, I was always in small stadiums, small mm. places like lying next door. Uh, I like that. I like that. Mm. I actually love the your call. Yeah, the your call. It's like a cauldron. You can hear everybody abusing you or cheering you. You can just hear it all. And I like that. It brings the best out. That that place either makes or breaks a fighter. This place, if it was if it was Ram. You know, I think it could be intimidating, but I think for the thousand people there, lucky Christmas present mm. because because those tickets are like rocking horse oh. droppings, man. You can't get them. <laughs> you can't get them. I, I can't even get a ticket, and I can usually hustle anything. <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's just odd. No, we're not getting it either. Yeah, it's interesting what you said about your call because I feel the one thing that's been missing, and we were lucky enough to get out to Breedis Dortikos uh, in Munich, and even a fight like that, which you think was going to catch fire with a crowd, yeah. just a feeling that would have been a little Mad. bit different. Yeah, w without a doubt. I think uh, the, the, the noise uh, that the Pulev's group are going to make a little bit of a Listen, listen. Uh, uh, one thing about Pulev, all week he's had an arrogant swagger about him. And he's not been a, a horrible one. He's do you think it's just a front? Or do you no, think no, really I believe it. So, so I think, so after he boxed, I hear him, I'm hearing after he boxed and lost to Klitschko, he had a lot of therapy after that because in his head, really? he, he just couldn't deal with the loss. So, so he, 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 the stories, his dad had two boys, one of them was going to be the world champion. He thought it was his destiny. So now this fight here, I'm telling you now, you see a man now that thinks it's his destiny. He's not expecting anything else but to win. So when he's, he's all confident, cocky, and, and it, it, not in a horrible, distasteful way. Mm. He really believes it. And I'm telling you, I do, do, just keep an eye on him if he loses. Uh, watch, his, uh, watch how he, this guy is afterwards. This guy is coming with a completely different intention. I remember going out to gym to see him in preparation for the, the first fight. And his condition now to then is completely different. He's light, isn't he? Ah, he's light. Mm. And so when he came, I said, if he comes in light, we've got a problem. Because this kid, he's come to fight. Uh, yeah. He's gonna and what he was trying to do up there, he was trying to draw AJ into a tear up by, by getting in his face, and AJ was cool enough to to, to, to address it, but try and calm it down, mm. and, and it kind of turned it round a little bit because if you can get a man that that wants to smash the, smash your face yeah. in, I nearly sworn in, smash <laughs> your face in, then then he's not gonna think game yeah. game plan. Yeah, and that's what he's trying to get AJ but to do. Do you think <clears throat> this is a formality? A lot of people thinking that he's a tough opponent. But AJ will win this. Do you give Pulev a chance, a real chance? Uh, I, well, I, the reason why I give him a chance is because uh, I didn't give uh, uh, Ruiz a chance before, and AJ uh, he lost that fight instead yeah. of getting beaten, yeah. uh, and that's before he got in. AJ makes a mistake, Pulev will do him. He can't yeah. afford any mistakes. If he's not learnt from that. Uh, to be tight, to be smart, to stick to the job, stick to the task in hand, stick to the game plan they've got. He has to be disciplined mm. because all it takes is for these two to see a shot, cross swords at the same time, mm. for a right hand, like McCall against, I don't know, Lu um, Lewis. That's it. And it'll suit, it'll suit Pulev more than it'll suit Joshua if they are slinging right hands at the same time going for that target because they'll be in close enough to land. So, so AJ has to say completely disciplined. I think he's been working on mental maturity for the, for the past year, year and a half. Mm. And I think it stands him good. He's got a body like an Adonis. Yeah. You know, so, but there's no point in that being right if that in, in, the, in the same package. Do you expect him uh, to move as much as he did in his last fight against Ruiz too, because I, personally, I know he got the job done. Mm. I felt he just moved a little bit too much and he was backed onto the ropes a little bit too much yeah. when he didn't need to be. I think against Pulev, he's got to try and hold the center and be smart. Do you think he'll try Darren and get that? you. So, so I think with, yeah. with uh, Ruiz, I think he, he realized he gave a man a chance that shouldn't yeah, have one. Yeah. So, so you've got a little chunky fella in front of you. He's, got, he's not going to be good on his feet. So you box him, you know, mm. you just get the win. That's what he did. But this guy here, I think now this is part, and I know you don't want to look past this fight. I think this is part of a 
building block to a bigger fight. Mm. And when he talks about that, that pot of, of gold. So they'll do what, you know what it's like, you're in the gym, you're training to do stuff. So this fight might prepare you for that fight. So he's gonna try, he's gonna try and implement certain things he's been doing in the gym in this fight. I, I reckon if he went out and banged him out in the first round, Robert McCracken wouldn't be happy. Because he wants to see how he can transfer that discipline of the movements they've been working on from the gym to the fight. Because he's going to need that game plan and discipline when he eventually comes yeah. to fighting Tyson Fury. So this is like a dress rehearsal. Even though Paul has nothing like him, it's a dress rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Let's talk about Lawrence Sokoli. Um, one man who will know about, no doubt be in the heavyweight mix yeah. in maybe a year, 18 months' time. But he's got business to attend to first. Um, your old belt was due to be on the line uh, against Christoph uh, Glavatsky. That's on hold now. Mm. That's probably for the best because we were discussing this week saying had he, let's say, blows away Chizewski tonight in an easy fashion, he's not going to get the credit for being world champion that he would if he yeah. holds off tonight and then he beats mm. Klavatsky in the new year, is he? Lawrence's problem is he's too good for his own good. He's had 14 professional fights. He's still raw, he's still rugged. He's nowhere near the finished article. He doesn't look attractive. I know that because I used to be in that club. You know, so, so it's, not a, it's not a fan friendly, TV friendly kind of fight mm. because he's still developing himself. He'll end up being world champion. Uh, he'll end up winning the WBO title, and when he does win the WBO title, he'll end it because of the size of him, because uh, of the natural strength, he, strength he's got, then he's in deep waters because now he has to fight a, a world of international fighters that are gonna are gonna test Do him. Do you think though, if he was to win a world title, he'd jump straight up to heavyweight? Nah, you nah, think he'll stay. And I think he'll stay. He'll stay, and because you look at the guys around. You know, and, and trust me, it'll, it'll, it'll give a lot of the guys around hell for leather. Mm. So why not bully the boys at this weight and then maybe jump to bridge weight and then, and then heavyweight. You know, but, but why, why? I won't do it if I was no. him. Yeah, Common sense. He's not, he's not filled out no. enough no. to do that. And, and he can't all the while. He's trying to creep under 200 yeah. pounds. I, let himself you, the amount of time people ask me to step up to heavyweight, when I was with Matchroom, Barry Hearn said, do you want to step up to heavyweight? I couldn't do heavyweight. Mm. I'm a cruiserweight. And I was a big cruiserweight at that. I walked past Lawrence, and I'm like, Jesus, mm. you're looking up at these boys, <laughs> yeah. thinking, how do you get into the weight? So, so to me, if I was him, I'd, I'd, I'd stay bully of the division, uh, uh, try and unify them, put yourself in a position to earn big bucks when you step up, yeah. uh, and that way he fills out, he gives him time to get better, mm. uh, and then because the, the talent in, in the cruiserweight, it's, it's, it's the, yeah. the, the pool's not that deep. We've so seen he, that, hasn't it, since Gassier's gone up and he's gone yeah, up. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So, so he can bully, he can bully, but there's some fights out there for him to learn off. Mm. He's still learning. And, and is, to look yeah. what he's, where he is, and he's still learning, so I'm, I'm happy for him. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I wanted to ask you, actually, something completely left field. Keep <laughs> him fit, because you've, you've obviously got a reputation as a man that's still in great shape, and I know you've spoken before, you've alluded to, like, you've got a system of fitness and training that allows you to sort of keep fit at a, at a point in your career where you've had years and years of hard graft, hard fights, battering your body. What's your week look like in terms of training these days? How do you keep now, in good well, shape? Now, so before... You've when, had two hip operations, I mean, you've had <laughs> replacements, though, haven't yeah, you? Replacements. Yeah, replacements. So, so what do you do to, keep, to work so, around? So before, I used to train three times a day, five days a week, twice a day on a Saturday. Have Sunday off now, and it's it's a habit you can't shake. I couldn't shake anyway. Somebody's missing. So now I do at least one. Two's good. I love getting to it. So if I can do a light little body spa in the morning, do a weight session one day. Uh, Tuesday I just do one session, such as like a cardio on a stepper, then back on again, a bit of body sparring, weight session. So I'm doing that every other every other day. Uh, and so that way you just keep because all of a sudden you're walking down the street. And you look in the mirror and you think, who's that old fella there? Have you ever walked down the street and seen someone and think, at what point in your life do you get to that? Yeah, and yeah so, every so time I look. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what I'm saying. So you've got to, yeah. you've got to me, I think, it's, I've got a 10-year plan. Yeah. 
And if I do it that way, when I'm 60, then I'll think, right, let's do another one. So when's the, when's the comeback? You, <laughs> yeah. you versus Glenn. <laughs> he phoned me. So, so he, Glenn phoned me. And I wasn't aware what was on, what was on uh, Twitter. He was talking about uh, Evander Holyfield. And, and he's serious about that. Oh, man, that, he said yeah. it's almost a done deal. Right, yeah. That's right. what he's telling me. Really? So, so he phoned me. I got about six missed calls from him. So I eventually picked him up. Are you right, Glenn? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. He said, listen, don't poo-poo the Holyfield fight because that's almost a done deal. And when I've done right. that, okay. I mean, you can do it. I'm like, God. he's talking to me. So I went, yeah, all right. Glenn, no problem. He goes, in fact, why don't you come out to Tenerife and be my sparring partner? I'm thinking, I'll batter you. I always <laughs> thought, I always thought I'd batter him before uh, when we should have fought. And then anyway, put it down. I looked at Twitter. And then when I looked at Twitter, he was like talking about in the Holyfield and someone mentioned my name. He yeah. said he'd, he'd do this, that and the other. I just, I just put him, don't be silly. I'll eat you alive. You've got my number. Uh, but I, I'd do it. I would do it. I would do it. So you know, would. Was you serious those couple of years back when there was rumours of you fighting? Yeah, it was only for one fight. One fight. Yeah, but you was. You was yeah, I was, do it. I was yeah. serious. The only reason why we didn't, because uh, and Hook uh, against Hook, he yeah, kept moving it. the goalposts. So he was to match my uh, record of defences, oh, of and he'd never been out of Germany. Mm. So I thought, yeah, because he doesn't have to leave as long as he gets to the end round. And yeah. I said, this kid's all right. But yeah, yeah. so uh, so when they were talking about the fight, I said, look, I'd beat him. But I'm not coming back to fight because these young guys have got too much pace on you. Mm. But he was like made for me. He's yeah. like, he's just strong. He, he can't miss him. Mm. Uh, he's just too, he was just too stupid. So I thought that'd be easier. Then I'd say, nah, I ain't doing that. So, so when you see guys like Tyson and, uh, and, and Roy Jones fighting, they're not fighting with the intention of mixing it with these young boys. Because if I got in the ring with Lawrence O'Connor now, he'd slap the life out of me. <laughs> I'd be like throwing one shot. He's got four in and I'm done. So, so you've got to stay in your lane. Yeah. You know, we're older now. You know what you can do, but your body's saying you can do that yourself. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. as Larry Holmes said about Muhammad Ali, he said, your mind's making it <coughs> late, your body can't keep. That's right. Like, that was a 38-39, wasn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Johnny, he's just scary, him, isn't he? Uh, he's <laughs> he not knows it. some he's stuff, a, doesn't he? He's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> he just told me something. I'm thinking, oh, God, I did bust across there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know you've actually got to get across there now because yeah. you've got a meeting with Sky. Enjoy yeah. tonight, Johnny. Johnny Thank uh, you. Nice one. Nice Enjoy, boys. You're doing a great job. See you later. Thanks very much. So you. Right, so from one busy man to another, Another man in Florian Marcus' corner uh, about six o'clock tonight joins us after this, Mr. Don Charles. For listen, do you know how many people turned it down? So I have to congratulate you for accepting it. Because um, Good. that's a true fighter. And yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I You've said it now, you've got to bring the heat now. You've got to, you've got to bring the heat. <laughs> the man I'm, is, a, I'm a nice guy, I, I am. I, I say what I have to say to get you. And now I'm here. You mm. see me through who I am, and I'm a nice guy. Yeah. If you go back on my social media, mm. I don't ever talk bad about no one. Mm. Yeah, I saw this opportunity, mm -hmm. so I just thought, I'll do that. I'll get in. I'm here. Yeah. And then that's it. Hopefully, we put a good show on for your fans. He's been saying all bad stuff about you before you got here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. If, if, if she says, you will change his mind when you're in the ring. But I don't think. I don't, no, I don't think she's saying. He's telling the looks, truth. He looks a good I'm guy. A, I'm a nice you know? Yes. I'm a nice guy. Honestly. He would have regretted when you go in the ring <laughs> if he talks bad, you know. Is this no, not the fight? No, you're both fighting, man. So some uh, respectful conversation there between the guys and good luck to both of them. The man uh, who is in Florian Marcus' corner tonight joins us. Very pleased to have you. We're really grateful as well because I know fight week uh, and fight day in particular can be a little bit nerve-wracking and you've got plans. How do you feel on, on fight day? He looks super relaxed. looks very chilled. <laughs> I have, so. I've been there so many times, obviously, with previous experiences. You, um, you learn from them. But there's always a bit of nerves. You know, you're a human being. You're going to feel it for the fighter because, you know, it's like... Uh, being driven, being on the motorway, you're not the one driving the car, so the passengers are usually 
more nervous than the actual mm. person driving the car. It's the same sort of feeling. Yeah, cool. So you've been working with Florian for, for a year now. Just tell me about how you came to meet him. Um, he was actually brought to me by uh, a group of Albanians that I, I know I do business with. And um, they told me how what a fantastic fighter he he, um, he is. And obviously, you know his background from the kickboxing yeah. background. And I said, yeah, you know, let's, uh, let's see. And I sort of got him involved with the, introduced him to a few promoters. And uh, yeah, that's where it all started. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't realize what a talent he, he was. Obviously, because he's coming from a different discipline. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, uh, but the conversion um, was quite uh, smooth. Because uh, I've had, had the experience of training people who made a conversion from kickboxing background, but his was automatic. He, he just took to it. Wow. It's funny because he doesn't have the, the when lots of guys or girls to come over from the kickboxing style. I don't feel they have the style that he has now. They're more standoffish. Yeah. But with Florian, he's so aggressive, mm. isn't he? Are That's you happy right. with his development as a as a oh, boxer? Has he gone quicker than you thought it would? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, the transition is made. I, in fact, I just had to adjust a few things, characteristics what uh, a kickboxer brings. They usually upright on their toes, mm. chin up. Mm. So we've uh, tweaked a few things. But he's a natural born fighter. Yeah. It really is. Is that something you've got to try and channel as well, that fire? Because he does like to bite down on his gum shield. Yeah, most definitely. Our temperament. Mm. I've got this job. Um, it must be my uh, what I portray. I've got this job of uh, I get live wires given to me. <laughs> and yeah, we know. We know what you mean. We know one. Yeah. I get I get yeah. to uh, manage that. You know, that's an easy work for me because I'm pretty good at managing people's. I'm quite a calm person. Yeah, and I think it must um, obviously rubs off, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you know, I try my best. You know, and, and if that's all I've got to do do with this kid, manage his temperament, then we're in business because he can naturally fight, mm. and uh, he's exciting. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to what the future holds for him. I know this is a, it's a hard question because he's so early on in his career, but how far do you think he can go? I mean, he's got one plus as well. The fact that he, he's got such a great support, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, it has I mean, indeed. that along with his ability, what do you think? Well, it's what I, I believe uh, is if given the platform, which no excuses, he's got the best platform you can have, mm. you know, um, being signed to the matchroom platform. And uh, Sam Jones is doing a great job as his yeah. manager. Um, obviously, I'm training, I, I bring experience. So when you look at all the areas that a fighter needs to take them to, I would say he's got all the, he's got all the ingredients as a fighter. And now he's got the foundation, the platform. I see him going all the way. Is it pulling on the reins a little bit? Because I know he's been calling out yeah. Conor Ben, etc. Yeah, you know, he wants to get in the big fight. But yeah, so, no, you, know, you could say he's a novice. Still. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he is. He the seventh yeah, fight. The seventh fight. This is a, his eighth professional fight. You know, he's, he's still a man novice. I mean, you don't usually get this kind of uh, attention unless you're yeah. a little bit special. Mm. Yeah, I guess uh, it's a couple of guys who've gone the distance with him. I know. I mean, over six, but but he's blown the rest of them away. And it's not easy at this stage of your career when you are knocking the majority of your opponents out in the way that he is, to to get fights. I, I imagine this week was probably no different, was it? Oh, it's been a nightmare trying to match <laughs> him up. You know, I mean, Eddie will tell you, Sam will tell you. We've gone through so many to get the right opponent. People yeah. with a winning record, and people with winning records don't necessarily want to risk their uh, uh, winning record, and so. And uh, yeah, so it's been very, very difficult to match him, especially in this pandemic uh, period. Mm. Mm. Um, your lad, George Fox, as we know, I think he's 3-0 now. How's he getting on? Uh, my son, George, yeah, he's, uh, he's got some good news or big news coming Ooh, soon. And, can, uh, you, can you tell yeah. us? 
Um, I'm not at liberty to do so. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, he's been developed more behind the scenes. He hasn't had many fights, yeah. but when you see him fight, he, he appears of somebody who's been fighting all their life because he's been doing it all behind in the gyms. But now it's time. Because of his age, he's, we've got to fast track him once mm. he gets going. Well, we've been talking about a lot about the kind of the, uh, I suppose, the surprise many people have had towards Fabio Wardley and how well he's boxed given his experience Absolutely. on paper. Yeah. But behind the scenes, he's done Camps and Usyk and Joshua and Fury. We know, I know that uh, George was over with Tyson and the, the Wilder fight. That's right. He's and that's the kind of stuff that is uh, it's hard to replicate in the ring, especially at his level of experience. So I uh, suppose that's what yeah. you, you alluded to, right? Absolutely. You know, to, to, to get invited, it, it did camp with uh, Fury for the vague, for the uh, uh, Wilder fight, second Wilder fight. And uh, he also got asked to go back to Morecambe in Manchester. Um, um, Tyson's not a mug to invite him back yeah. to, uh, to do camp with him, so. How, how does that compare when you've got your son in the corner mm. compared to yeah. your other fighters? Yeah, I get asked that a lot. Again, because of the experience I have, obviously it's very hard to remove the emotions because yeah. it's, your, it's your blood. Um, but I have this uh, button that switches, it kind of, uh, I'm quite a warm person, but once I've cornered him, it's just like another fighter that right. I train. Mm. Mm. Um, I can remember the first time I came in your gym was uh, was with Joshua Boazzi when he sparred with Frank. Yeah. And I think he got the cut. Frank Bleoni, yeah? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, how's Frank getting on these days? Uh, Frank is uh, happily retired yeah. and he's not coming back. Again, you know, I've worked with a lot of people or boxers in, in my time. And, you know, one, one thing, one of the main things you get out of this job, you know, is such a... I met some really good human beings, and he's an exceptional human human yeah, being. I'm glad to have met him and, and worked with him, although it was only for a short period. We achieved a lot, and I've made a friend for life, you know, oh. him and his family. He can be extremely content with what he achieved. And, Most definitely. Uh, I know his, his dad, Ralph, they're, they're, the they're, they're, they're businessmen, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? So I know yeah. Frank slotted into something yeah. very well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I remember... Uh, on the, on the coach back from, from Monte Carlo after we lost to, to Fan Long Main, but That's they seemed right. relaxed and they yeah. seemed yeah. 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 I think they made their choice That's then. when the, the dad, the father, because Frank's been boxing since, since the age of nine, and the dad said, you know what, we've achieved what we wanted to achieve. They fought for a world title. He's won the British title. Unfortunately, we fell short of trying to win it outright. Mm. You know, we could have dropped it, but we didn't. And uh, he defended it twice. But you should be proud of that. Oh, 100%. 100%. Great, yeah. A great guy, Frank. Um, Obviously, worked with Delbert for, for, for many years. Um, what was your take? I imagine you sat and watched the the, the Usyk fight um, back. What, what did you make of, of that night? Yeah, I knew what Derek was going to bring, and there was only one way he was going to win the fight was to stop Usyk. He was never going to outbox Usyk, um, and I backed my guy to 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 win uh, in the sense that Usyk still got to adjust to fighting in the heavyweight division. And I know Derek was like a baptism of fire for Usyk, and it was mm. for the first four yeah. rounds. I don't, if you recall, at one point when Derek was holding him, put him in a hold, Yusek was looking to his corner, what do I do here? Do you know, you're being handled by a real heavyweight. You know? So obviously Yusek with his uh, uh, pedigree was able to work it out and uh, be able to not stand with Derek, not be stationary and, and move, move himself around. What do you think Dell does next? Well, I'm not involved anymore, as you know. Um, Mr. Hayes, uh, the captain of the ship, so... Um, what would you like to see him do? I'd like to see Derek start winning. Mm. When I was with him, he needs to win Grand Slams. Mm. You know, mm. we've won loads of fights, but we've failed at Grand Slams. He, yeah. uh, the biggest Grand Slam he's won to date is uh, against Takam. Takam, yeah. right? And 
he needs to start winning Grand Slams. I, I, it makes me sad when he's even he's saying it himself. I'm, I'm, you got to get past. I'm the gatekeeper. No, he's better than that. In my do you opinion. Think, do you think he can still win a world title now? Well, I'm not deluded. I mean, if he puts it together, if he puts it together, by when I said together, he needs a coach first and foremost. He doesn't yeah, have a coach yeah. as we speak. He doesn't have a coach, no. and Mr. Hay should sort it out. If I step up and be the coach, instead of coaching behind the scenes, front it. Be the coach and, you know, uh, get the accolades if he wins and get what comes of it when, when the fighter doesn't win, the, the trainer usually gets the blame. So he needs to put himself up and, 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 and take it. Yeah, mm, of course. Um, main event tonight, of course, Anthony Joshua back in action for the first time in a year. Um, do you think Kubrat Pulo's got a chance of causing an upset and how, how big would you give him a, a chance? Well, you've got to give everybody a chance. And if, uh, like Johnny said earlier on, um, when you look at his body language, speaks volumes and um, but like uh, great Iron Mike Tyson used to say everybody's got a plan till they get punched and uh, you know he's 39 years old right yeah. okay and uh, if you look at his resume the, the, the quality of the opponent he had beat, beaten in the last five in comparison to that of Joshua there yeah. is no comparison no disrespected people mm. Pulev had, had beaten but I really do think Obviously, this is his World Cup final. He's come, this is his yeah. last throw of the dice to fight for a world title. And he's going to bring it. You can see he's lost weight. Yeah, he's come quite light. And uh, so has Joshua. But I really do think the youth will prevail. Josh has learned from his experience of the loss he had. Um, I think my prediction is you're going to see the, the, the old Joshua who is going to approach it quite uh, aggressively but cautiously, but aggressively. Mm -hmm. Right, okay, then all, all going well. AJ wins. It sets up that mega fight in the summer mm -hmm. against Fury. Who wins? Oh, that's, uh, I have to, <laughs> you'll have to call me back for that because something, no, 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 seriously, because uh, there's a lot of reasons. It's not a foregone conclusion who's gonna win that fight, you know? I'll have to, right now. Right now, who's right gonna now. win that fight? I'll have to stay Fury. Yeah, you're going with Fury. Yeah, because, you know, Fury, what, I've trained somebody to fight this man a couple of times. What he's able to do is to tear your, your uh, plans to pieces. Mm, and finds he's, a way he's versatile. Yeah. He's able to adjust during fights, purely on that. But if mm. anyone can beat him, Anthony Joshua has that discipline, the amateur discipline, yeah. to be able to penetrate that and, uh, and go through him. So it's kind of uh, yeah. on the day, who's going to perform on the day, one of those kind of fights. It's been great to, to hear your insight. I really appreciate yeah. your time today. Thank Cheers, Dom. Thanks and, very uh, much, mate. All the best My to pleasure. you and Florian. Good luck, mate. On, uh, My tonight. pleasure. Thanks very much. Um, well, from talking to a recent addition to the stable in Florian 2, we'll catch up with the latest edition just after this. The son of the great Ricky Hatton, Campbell, joins us next. a lot of development, he needs a lot of experience and that's the aim to box him seven, eight times in the year, um, all over the country, all over the world. But what he's got is, it's, it's like looking at Conor Ben when he turned pro, you know, what you see is you see the dad and you see the, the ferocity and you see the energy and sometimes you've just got to slow it down a little bit and that, that's learning, not getting yourself too excited and that'll take two years 
to give that experience probably to a 15 fight. So Campbell Hatton, welcome to Before the Bell. Um, how many times have you been told in the last couple of years, you look like your dad, you sound like your dad, you box like your dad? You, it must be the, the thing you hear the most, right? Yeah, constant. I get it. <laughs> Random people in the street sometimes. Sometimes if I'm in a rush and someone will go, Tell you what, you look like Ricky. I get that all the time. Just, <laughs> yeah, just uh, that just really made me laugh uh, when he said, "This is what you're going to look like the before and after." And you went, "Not if I move my head." <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's what I'm going to look like in a few years. I'm hanging the gloves up. <laughs> I hope he's watching though. Uh, so, so, how's this week been for you? I bet it's been a bit of a well in the last few days. Isn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been surreal. It's uh, different to anything I've done before. I've done interviews before, but. Uh, like, like the scale it's been on this week's been uh, it's been it's been crazy. Mm. Uh, there's no but like it's no better platform though. Just want to say thanks again to uh, Anthony and uh, Eddie as well for letting me make the announcement today. It's been uh, it's oh. been ridiculous. No, it's been great. So, great well, to have you on when did it all start for you? Obviously, you must have been aware from an early age that your dad was a successful fighter. But when was it your turn? When did you think right? I want to give this a go. Yeah, I. Um, it was round about the time my dad had his comeback fight, which was when... Osenchenko? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, I was about 12 then. Uh, for his career, I knew he was, I knew he was a big deal, and uh, like, I knew he, was, knew he was a boxer, but I weren't old enough to take a big interest. And it was at the time of that when I saw how massive the comeback fight was after all that time out, and I saw how much of a big deal he was to everyone, where I thought, I'm going to... Uh, have a look, see what the crack's about, and I'll then have, uh, I'll, have a have a, I'll have a little nosey. So I had a look on YouTube, and, uh, and it was, I was hooked from there, really, and took a couple of years of convincing my mum to uh, let me get into it properly. And uh, then I went down to Northside when, uh, I think I was about 14, uh, Jim in uh, Clayton in Manchester. Uh, had a few fights for them, so I really got the bug for it, and then uh, went to the amateur club that I finished my career with uh, Roy Richardson's Boxing Academy, where um, I, I just loved it. Like the, uh, just being in the gym uh, and training, then like, I was doing, I was being fairly successful in, like, in the amateurs as well. A uh, couple of Northwest titles, national novice title. Mm. So um, it's just spiralled from there, really. Yeah. Just uh, addicted. Was there anything with your, your dad before that, though? Because, I mean, my dad boxed only as an amateur. And uh, my earliest memories is my dad being on his knees in the kitchen and sparring with my dad. Yeah. Was there none of that with you and your dad? He didn't really want me to box. Because, um, obviously, he, he knows more than anyone how hard a game it is. So he never, like, pushed me mm. into doing it. Like, I'd always done little, bit of, little bits of pad work, but, like, keeping fit, really, yeah, yeah. just, like, just a mess about. But he uh, never pushed me to take it serious and never put me off it really mm. he was um just he just wanted me to find my own yeah like mm. find my own path really but that's this is where i ended up you're on it yeah, now yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so who's your sort of primary trainer is it, is it your uncle matthew or is matthew it? yeah matthew's yeah. going to be training me um my dad's only down the road yeah so obviously i'd be silly not to do work with my dad and like use use his advice and take that on board so i will still do bits with my dad um but uh, mainly, we will be with Matthew, yeah. Yeah, great. 
I mean, I guess he had such an identity with the football club behind him and used to walk out to, to Blue Moon. You starting to think about what ring walk music I might come out to, the sort of the sort of character that you're going to cultivate for yourself? Yeah, I've been thinking about it yeah. for years. Second or first walked in, uh, walked in the gym. I uh, think def definitely going to have Blue Moon. I'm a big city fan myself. Uh, mix a bit of Oasis in there. It'll be a... Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be great. How'd they get on today, City United? So, to be honest, it's uh, like it's never an enjoyable day until recently. <laughs> yeah, day. Day. Like the past few years, it's been uh, been more enjoyable. But this season, I think with like the lack of fans, has played a big part mm -hmm. in it. Where it's it's not like it's not been great to watch anything, really. Um, and City and United haven't been playing great recently, but I do think we're uh, the better of the two. Good man. Um, and just about yourself, when do you think we'll see a debut? Any ideas? You've got a date roughly earmarked? Just uh, February is what we're aiming for so far. I don't know uh, an exact date or or an exact show, but I'll be I'll be ready as soon as um, like, as soon as they let me. Good I'll man. You're looking <laughs> sharp, mate. Yeah, looking yeah, well already. And what's what's going to be the sort of uh, the, the aim weight for for you? Start? Yeah, starting off, uh, we're going to go for super featherweight. Uh, I've always done 60 kilo. In the uh, in the amateurs, so the weights are a bit different. But I think like if we had day before weigh-ins and things mm. like that, uh, I think I'd be able to get the last bit off. But uh, I think super feather to start with, and then I'll move into a solid lightweight. Then good man, excellent. Well, um, uh, absolutely pleasure to chat to you. It's been great to have you on, and uh, wish you all the best for your debut. Yeah, we'll you. see you uh, hopefully in February. Yeah, all the thank best, you. Mate. Enjoy every nice second of it. it. Yeah, what a, what a journey it's going to be on. Um, right, well, everybody enjoyed tonight. Thank you very much uh, to Johnny, to Don, to Campbell. Darren, thanks to you for your company over the last Cheers, three months. Cheers, mate. We've got it's been through. a pleasure. One of, well, it has been a pleasure. Ah, we've not got the virus. I do not know. I know, I know. I know. I'm sorry you told you that you did. Sorry about <laughs> um, But, yeah, we've got through it all together, and we hope you're well at home. I hope your year's been okay. If it hasn't, we hope next year is a better one. But enjoy the action tonight, the last fight night for matchroom boxing in the UK this year. Anthony Joshua defending his unified world heavyweight titles against Kubrat Pulev live on Sky Sports Box Office in the UK and Ireland, uh, The Zone in the rest of the world. Enjoy the fights, fellas, and we will see you in 2021. Merry Christmas. Come on, guys.